Max Verstappen leaving Red Bull, Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes, and Charles Leclerc leaving Ferrari. This week I'm chatting all about my ideal 2024 F1 grid. So get ready, because you've been summoned to the steward's office. Hello everyone and welcome back to the steward's office. I'm Sarah and this week we're going to be chatting about my ideal 2024 Formula 1 grid. Because let's be honest here, right? 2023 silly season was well essentially non-existent we didn't have any changes in the driver lineup every single driver staying with the same team going into 2024 and if i'm completely honest with you i wasn't expecting a whole host of changes in 2023 but i wasn't expecting the grid to stay the exact same and i think it was just kind of disappointing because of everything that happened in the 2022 silly season everything with oscar piastri and alpine and daniel ricardo with mclaren and it was very very messy and we had retirements from sebastian Vettel. There was a lot going on in the 2022 Formula 1 season, for silly season. But I ended up thinking just for a little bit of fun, why don't I sit down with you guys and just chat through what my ideal 2024 F1 grid would be, right? And now, all right, I say it's ideal. Some of the choices are purely because it's just chaotic. Some of them are because I'm curious how people would handle that team. Some of it is because I genuinely think they would do well there. And then some of them are because I don't really know where else to put the driver. Now, to make it easy for myself, because this was hard enough as it was, right? I have kept all 20 drivers on the grid and I'm just moving them around. But I am also swapping around the team principles with different teams. So let's just dive right into it. We're going to kick off with Red Bull Racing, who in their driver lineup currently have Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. And then as their team principal, they have Christian. Horner. So for the very first driver that I picked for Red Bull, this was one that I immediately came up with and one that I've actually been thinking of for a little while now, I would say, and that is Carlos Sainz, currently driving for Ferrari, but he was an ex-Red Bull driver in that he was driving with Toro Rosso at the start of his Formula One career and his dad is still a Red Bull associated driver in rally car driving. So he has the connections with Red Bull and actually when he was in Toro Rosso, him and Max Verstappen were teammates. It just so happened that yes, the year that they were looking to find someone to move up into that Red Bull seat, Max was his teammate and they opted to move Max up. Helmut Marko himself has said that it was just unfortunate for Carlos Sainz to be in that specific year with Max Verstappen as his teammate with there only being one seat available. Had it been another year, they would more than likely have probably ended up picking Carlos Sainz to take up that seat if Max hadn't been his teammate because he's an incredibly talented driver. And I've got to be honest with you, I genuinely think at some point in Carlos's career, he will end up going to Red Bull and having a main seat with the team, right? I don't know when, I don't know why, but but I think it's going to happen at some point in his career. The second driver I picked ended up being Lando Norris. Now, this wasn't because of the friendship that Carlos and Lando had. If I'm honest with you, I hadn't actually realized I'd put them together until I was actually looking at the sheet. But yeah, let's be honest. Everyone speaks about Lando Norris going to Red Bull, getting a seat there. We've heard commentators talk about it. I've seen fans talk about it. And I just be really really interested in what would happen if he did take the seat with Red Bull. I think he's proven especially in 2023 now right just how strong of a driver he is how competitive he can be and I think given the way the Red Bull is now there is every chance he could win a championship in 2024 with the Red Bull. So that's a driver pairing in Red Bull that we also know they would get along very well. There wouldn't be a whole load of animosity or anything between them. And I think it would be quite chilled out for Red Bull to handle and everything. So would love to see that happen. And then looking at the team principal, and yes, Christian Horner has been a very dedicated man to Red Bull. I can't see him leaving. The same with Max Verstappen, to be fair. Can't really see Max leaving and retiring in Formula One. 
with any other team bar Red Bull, but we are just throwing reality out of the window for this now, right? So in this scenario, Christian Horner has left Red Bull and in his place comes the Aston Martin team principal, Mike Crack. Now, look, I think to be a team principal in Formula One, you have to have a certain set of qualities about you. And I think every team principal has these qualities, right? Strong leadership skills, of course, because you're leading a very big team of people and you're leading them around the world. Good interpersonal skills, good communication skills. But I think the way that team principals sort of approach their teams and how they lead their teams can differ. And I think we very much see that with Red Bull and Aston Martin and their respective team principals. And neither of them, I think, are doing a bad job at all. But I think Christian Horner is someone that is a much more vocal character within the paddock and he's happy to give his opinion and he's happy to talk about the team and be in the press when he needs to be. Whereas I think with Mike Crack, he is a lot quieter. And once again, I don't know what they're like with their actual teams when they're in the factories and everything. But just from what we see on a race weekend and in the media, Mike Crack seems to be a lot quieter and just seems to have a step back from the media and everything in comparison to Christian Horner. Now, I would be really curious with the amount of years that Christian Horner has been at Red Bull and the way he's led them, how Red Bull would react to maybe a different way and a different style of leadership from Mike Crack and also how Mike Crack would adapt to that and would he adapt his leadership skills to suit Red Bull more or would he hope they would more come towards him and his leadership style? So I would just be really interested to see what happens there. Moving on to Mercedes. Now, we are rehauling this entire team again. So Lewis Hamilton and George Russell as the drivers are out and Toto Wolff as the team principal is also out. Now, this first driver is like Carlos Sainz with Red Bull, one that I've thought about a lot and that I really could see happening at some point. And that driver in the Mercedes car is Charles Leclerc. And I appreciate this man's dedication to Ferrari. He's dedicated most of his Formula One career to Ferrari by the one year he had in Sauber at the start. And he absolutely loves this team. And I can't see him leaving anytime soon, right? Once again, in an ideal world, I would see him in Mercedes. Do I think it could happen in the future? Potentially. I mean, I think there will be a point where Charles will leave Ferrari and it might be after he wins championship. It might be before then. I don't know. But I think at some point in his career, he will end up leaving Ferrari. And I could see him with a team like Mercedes. And I would be so interested to see him there. I think Mercedes and Ferrari have different atmospheres both very successful teams in their own right Ferrari has a lot a lot of history Mercedes maybe doesn't have the length of history that Ferrari has but obviously well at least in the past had that period of dominance knew what they were doing so I'd be really interested to see how Charles would cope with that and it just seems like the right fit for me for some reason the other driver then is Esteban Ocon and I feel like most people are going to disagree with me on this one because I feel like he's a driver that flies under the radar for a lot of people but I think he could thrive with Mercedes in all honesty and bear in mind that when he lost his seat for that year Mercedes tucked him under their wing and they had him in the garage and they helped him get another seat on the grid so I think there is a chance that eventually maybe maybe a smaller chance compared to Charles that we could see Esteban Ocon in the Mercedes especially if the next few years go well for him but that was a driver I would love to see in a car that's a bit more powerful a bit more competitive because I think he is a good driver just hasn't had the chance to really show it in the cast that he's had so far. Team principal-wise, I've gone for Frederick Vasser. Team principal currently off Ferrari. I just, I love this man as a team principal. He's got a bit of a chaotic nature about him. Same as Toto. I mean, there's a reason why they're like best friends. So I would love to see that chaotic nature be brought into Mercedes. I think he'd do a really good job of leading that team. And there would be that continuity there between the way I think Toto Wolff sort of TPs the team right now 
and the way that Frederick Vasseur would, but there would be certain differences that I think could also benefit Mercedes. Moving on to Ferrari now, though, and okay, there was a little choice of chaos in these two choices for their driver lineup because, yes, we have lost Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz and also their TP, Frederick Vasseur. But okay, the first driver, everyone has spoken at some point about him joining this team, right? And even he has said there have been talks, and that is. Lewis Hamilton and look yeah I think it would be incredible to see Lewis in Ferrari I'd be really curious whether he could help them with that development route because they've been lost a little bit over the last couple of years would absolutely love seeing him in Ferrari at some point I don't think it's going to happen ideal world he would be in Ferrari this year just to see what would happen and then now this driver was one because I, I genuinely think he would be great back in Ferrari and I would love to see him there again the second point is because I wanted chaos and that's Fernando Alonso. I would love to see these two drivers as a driver pairing again. I don't know how it would end up. I think it would be absolutely fascinating to watch and I would love, 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 love to see it happen at some point before both of them retire. Whether or not it happens, I could not tell you. I'm erring towards the side of probably won't happen, but ideal world, We'd get both of them in Ferrari. I think it would be fantastic. I would love to see Fernando as well to win a championship with Ferrari. I think it would be incredible to see. To have him win his third with Ferrari, I think would be so, so good. Team principal-wise, I am chugging James Vowles in there. He's only had a year as a team principal. Fairly inexperienced compared to some of the other team principals on the grid. Completely understandable. But I think he could bring a lot of the leadership qualities that Ferrari are looking for there. He could really help calm and steady that ship. And we've seen him do that so quickly with Williams. And obviously we're seeing Fred do that as well with Ferrari now, I think, because it seems a lot calmer. But just in general, I think James Wallace would actually do really, really well in Ferrari. McLaren, I actually struggled with a little bit. But for some reason... My gut instinct told me, yeah, we're once again kicking out everyone else. Most of the teams I've kicked out pretty much everyone. But my gut instinct told me with this driver, yeah, he just seems like he will eventually end up pure. And that's Pierre Gansley in McLaren. He's only just moved to Alpine, of course, after leaving AlphaTauri. But I don't know. I just get this gut feeling that at some point he will end up with McLaren. And I think he could do well there. Once again, a more competitive car which is what he's been hoping for. It's what he's wanted for quite a while since being booted out of the Red Bull seat. And I just can't see him rejoining the Red Bull family, but could see him go to McLaren. And along with Pierre Gasly, I have put Yuki Tsunoda. So yes, we're getting the two of them reunited again. But with Yuki going to McLaren, I think for me, it's just a really big question of wanting to know how would he do that? I think in 2023, he really improved as a driver and we saw a lot more of the driver that Yuki Tsunoda could be and I'm hoping that carries on in 2024. But we also don't know how the AlphaTauri is actually going to behave. We know that Red Bull are going to be helping them a little bit more as much as they can within the regulations. But I am so, so curious to see what Yuki Tsunoda would do with a much better car because we saw at the end of Abu Dhabi last year, or at the end of 2023 in Abu Dhabi, early stages of the race he was doing so well he was keeping Fernando Alonso behind him the entire race for him was amazing because the Alpha Tower was also that bit stronger but he just was able to control his race so so well so I'm wondering with a more consistent stronger car like the McLaren it's proving to be at the moment how would he handle it would he be able to prove himself because there are a lot of questions around Yuki Tsunoda some of them I do think are quite unfair, but it is what it is. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I wonder, giving him a stronger car in the McLaren, 
I think it'd be a really good way for people to figure out one way or the other how strong of a driver he really is. Now, team principal-wise, we currently have Andrea Stella and we have Zach Brown. I know he's the CEO, but I always chuck him in there just because we see a lot more of him than Andrea Stella. Andrea Stella doesn't tend to do a lot of media. Zach Brown does a lot of the media and a lot of the press conferences for McLaren when he's around. So we are leaving them out of it. They are going, they are going to find another team and instead I'm bringing back Andreas Seidel he's currently what the CEO now I think when Audi come into Formula 1 but I'm just gonna chuck him back in there I'm saying that he's currently the cyber team principal I know he isn't but we're just gonna say it for the sake of it guys I'm gonna take him back to McLaren we're gonna see what he can do there with a stronger car and with a different driver lineup I wanna see what he would do with McLaren moving on to Aston Martin now we know Fernando Alonso has now moved to Ferrari we have yet to know where Lance Stroll will go Mike Crack is now living his best life with Red Bull so what's going on there now for the first driver in Aston Martin this is a driver that I think could potentially make this move and I've spoken to this with my sister and other people that I talked to about Formula 1 and I think yeah this move could happen within the next say two years completely dependent though upon team trajectory his current team and Aston Martin right and that's Alex Albert he's a phenomenal driver he's come back after his year out from red bull and has just done incredibly incredibly well is leading williams really well is extracting so much from the car is helped pushing development forward he's done a fantastic job and i don't think williams are ever going to want to let him go at this point but i think depending on team trajectory there is a chance that he could move to aston martin if they figure out how to fix the am and that gets quicker and if Williams just kind of stagnate where they are, which I hope they don't. I love Williams. I hope they don't stagnate, but there is a chance, right? And I want to see him here. And this is why I put him in for 2024 in Aston Martin. I want him in a more competitive car. I want him to have the chance for race wins and podiums and pole positions because I honestly think he is completely capable of it. He is a driver that has just grown so much over the past couple of years and I, I do I just want to see him on a podium I want to see him winning races I want to see him just battling further at the front if nothing else because it's what he has shown he is capable of so would love 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 to see him in Aston Martin I've then put Oscar Piastri in Aston Martin right I don't really fully have a reason for this other than the fact that I think this driver pairing would be really strong and really interesting I think the dynamic between Alex and Oscar would work really really well and I think even if the car wasn't as quick as the McLaren Oscar would still be able to extract a fair bit out of it team principle wise so obviously we've lost Mike Crack we are bringing in Ayo Komatsu, the new F1 team principal of the Haas MoneyGram F1 team. Now, I don't know what he's going to be like as a team principal yet because we have yet to actually see him on the grid and managing the team. However, from what we've seen of him as the trackside engineer that he was at Haas, he seems like also quite a quiet soul like Mike Crack, and I think he would work well with Aston Martin. And, you know, being an engineer with the way Aston Martin sort of ended the season and had that little blip in the middle of it where it was just a little bit slow and a bit of a mess, maybe he could help out with that. Alpine coming up. We have lost Pierre Gasly to McLaren. We've lost Esteban Ocon up to Mercedes. So which drivers do we have here? We are starting off with Daniel Ricciardo in the Alpine. I absolutely loved watching Daniel Ricciardo with Renault. When I watched back old races, I absolutely loved it, right? And I wish he hadn't left when he did. I wish he'd stayed there a little bit longer because I do wonder what the trajectory of Renault and now Alpine would have been. 
I wonder what Daniel's career trajectory would have been had he stayed with them. However, he moved to McLaren, he's now in AlphaTauri, he is vying for that Red Bull seat, which, let me be honest, I think it is going to happen very soon, but we will talk about that later on when I talk about predictions in another episode. But I would just love to see what happened if he went back to Alpine. How would he drive development of the car? How would he settle back in with them? So yeah, I think for me, he's a big what if he had stayed. And that's why I've put him back with Alpine and Renault, because I think it's also a place, maybe not to the extent of Red Bull, but where he also did feel somewhat at home. I'm then putting Logan Sargent in with Daniel Ricciardo, because one, I think this is a driver lineup that would work very, very well together. But also, look, the Alpine isn't the quickest car on the field. It has very much inconsistent performances across races, DNFs a lot, all the rest of it. But I think it is definitely a stronger car at some points than Williams. And with Logan Sargent, I'm curious, giving him a slightly quicker car, a slightly stronger car at times, would that change the way we see him as a driver or would it not? So that's kind of why I wanted to put him in a car that has finished higher in the constructors than what Williams did. Just because, once again, I'm curious how he would cope with it. Now, I do believe Bruno Famin is the team principal for Alpine at the moment, and they've kind of locked him in for another year. But he is now leaving in my ideal 2024 world. I'm sorry, Bruno, you're going somewhere else. In his place, we're bringing in Lauren Meckes, and Lauren is obviously going to be taking over the team principal role at AlphaTauri this year, having left Ferrari. However, once again, like Aokamatsu, I don't know much about him as a team principal yet. So we're just going to put him with Alpine and see what happens because I think at this point they've had a lot of changes in staff and I think a lot of Mackies would probably at least try and stick it out for a fair bit of time and give them some stability. Also with team principles that are new not just to a team but to the role itself they come in with fresh new ideas that could really help rejuvenate a team. Alpine I think are a team that kind of need that. They need that refreshed vision and someone new coming in maybe just to help them build the momentum and get excited again. Looking at Williams, now I want to see Valtteri Bottas back at Williams. Rewatching old races where he was with Williams, he was absolutely fantastic. And I would love to see him go back there. They're a little bit more competitive than they were in the past couple of years. I think he would be more consistently in the points than he's with with Alfa Romeo right now. And Valtteri's just such a talented driver. He's a really good driver. I think he would consistently be in the points a lot more than we have with Alfa Romeo right now. So I'd love to see him back there with his old team. Alongside him, I'm going to chuck Kevin Magnussen. I really think he should have a car that is just better for him, a bit more consistent. I think he can be a really good good driver when he's given the car and we saw that when he first came back into Formula 1 in 2022 so I'm going to chuck him in there with Valtteri I think the two of them would also get along so yes Valtteri and Kevin Magnussen in Williams for a team principal we've obviously gotten rid now of James Vowles he's off to Ferrari and in his place, I'm putting Andrea Stella and we're also going to pinch Zach Brown over here as well. They're just a package deal for me. Look, James Val has not made a secret of the fact that Williams have equipment that's like 20 years out of date. And that's really hampering their performance because there's only so much you can do when that's the case, right? When things are 20 years older than what some of the other teams have. And I think having Zach Brown there as the CEO as well and sort of in that role, would really, really help rejuvenate and refresh the vision for Williams. It's what they need right now. So I think it would be super, super helpful to their development to have someone like Zach Brown around. So that is why I picked both of them to come into Williams. Good old Alfa have just lost Daniel Ricciardo and Yuki Tsunoda, but 
and I don't think this should be too surprising to people, I'm chucking Max Verstappen back in AlphaTauri. I genuinely, genuinely want to see what he does with the AlphaTauri car because I think he'll still be an incredible driver with AlphaTauri. Do not get me wrong. But I'm just really curious about how much performance he is able to extract out of the AlphaTauri. We've seen what Yuki was able to do in Abu Dhabi. We've seen what Daniel Ricciardo has been able to do since he came back. And when the car is stronger, they do get good performances out of it. But I'm just really curious as to what Max Verstappen can do with the car. Alongside him, I've got Nico Hulkenberg. I also think Nico is someone that deserves to have a stronger car than the Haas that he got this year. He really showed what he could do in qualifying. And I think with a car that is also great on race day, it's just really interesting to see what he would be able to do because he's really proved himself, like I said, in qualifying. Race day, I think, can sometimes still hold the question mark over his head. And that's not down to him. The car's just not been great. But with a stronger car, like we saw towards the end of 2023 with AlphaTauri, I'm really, really wondering whether he can keep up that pace during the race. Team principle-wise, I've actually chucked Toto Wolff in here, right? He has gone from TPing a team that is very, very much in the limelight a lot of the time, like a lot of the top teams, who had a massive era of dominance. And I'm really curious because we're kind of seeing it now with Mercedes, right? Him having to lead a team that's on the back foot and is struggling. AlphaTauri is struggling in a very different way. I mean, we say that the Mercedes is a bad car and this, that and the other. They finished P2 in the Constructors' Championship last year, guys. It's bad by their standards, but not by Formula One standards. That's what we've got to remember. I want to see how he leads a team that really struggled that has continued to struggle for a couple of years and is only now really getting on their feet, but also having to accept help from their sister team, Red Bull, because Mercedes are an engine supplier. They're the ones giving parts to people. They're the ones giving engines to people. They're the ones leading the way. How does Toto sort of react and lead when he is not the team principal of that kind of team and instead the team principal of the team that is having to receive a lot of the help? So that is something I would be so interested in seeing. Toto Wolf as a TP for AlphaTauri. And yes, okay, to a certain extent, I did end up picking this because it's a Red Bull associated team. We know Mercedes and Red Bull have a little bit of beef going on. So yeah, I would also love to see what would happen there. Moving on to Alpha Romeo, Steak Sauber, whatever you call them now. We're sticking with Sauber on this podcast as long as I remember that they're no longer Alfa Romeo. But this was a team I actually really, really struggled with. I can't buy. I cannot get a read on what Cyber want to do in the next two years before they become Audi. Are you just leaving the car as is, hoping for the best and just waiting until Audi takes over? Or are you trying to build a more competitive car? Because I feel like Audi are going to come in with their own ideas for 2026, considering engine regs change and Audi are coming in with their own engine and everything. So I don't really know what's going to happen there with them. And for that reason, it made it really difficult to figure out what drivers to put in there because it's a team that's not going to exist in two years time so i have opted to keep shoguan yu there i just think he is the perfect fit for cyber and i can't really see him with another team realistically i feel like right now cyber is the best place for him and then i opted to put lance stroll next to him i think this is a driver lineup that could actually work quite well i think they'll get along very well personality types i'd say were kind of similar in the way that like they are quite quiet most of the time, but they've got a good sense of humor as well. I think they would just work very, very well together. So that's my driver pairing there. Now for Sauber, they currently have split the role of team principal into three separate parts. And for all intents and purposes, I've just decided to say their CEO for Audi. 
Andrea Seidel is now going to be the team principal in everything but name on this podcast just for now, right? And just to make it easier, well, I pick who goes where. So Andrea Seidel has left. He's gone back to McLaren. Instead, in putting Bruno Famin from Alpine into Sauber Audi. Alfa Romeo. See, so I'm going to get so confused this year on what this team is called. I nearly had Saudi coming out of my mouth, which is not correct. We're going to struggle. We will get there eventually, hopefully, by the time we get to testing. Probably more by the time we get to summer break. It's like I was saying, though, I just think right now, Saudi are in such a weird space. I can't get a read on them. I can't figure out what they're really trying to do. And for that reason, it makes it really hard to figure out who to put there and what drivers would be best there and what team principal would be best fitted. So I've gone with Bruno Famine into Sauber just to see what would happen because I don't really know where else to put Bruno Famine. We didn't really hear much of him after Otmar Safnau left. Potentially we will hear more from him this year, which might give me a better idea about the sort of team principal he is. But yeah, he was just the team principal I wasn't entirely sure where to place on the grid. And finally, we get to Haas. And if you've managed to keep track, you'll know the only two drivers that are left. And yeah, they are Sergio Perez and George. Now I know, I know people are going to have a problem with this. And I think especially with George, because he's a young up and coming talent and he's shown how competitive he can be in the Mercedes and against Lewis Hamilton, right? But hear me out. You've got to hear me out on this one. Chaos. Just chaos. Could you imagine Sergio Perez and George Russell in the same team in the house, right? Look, if we want a bit more entertainment, I say we need to do it because we have heard the on-track arguments these two have down the radio with their race engineers about each other. We've heard both of them complain. We've seen how tight it gets between these two when they're battling. I mean, George is happy to recite the entire FIA rule book down the radio when he's racing with Sergio Perez. So I would love to see them in the same team. Then add that into the fact that it's Haas, which is really, really struggling. A back market team don't have the most money either. Just please, I want to see it happen because it would just be pure chaos. And then that leaves us with the team principal being Christian Horner because let's add to the chaos for this team, right? Could you imagine Sergio Perez, George Russell, Christian Horner, Haas. What could go wrong? With Christian, though, I think it'd be so interesting to see specifically how he's gone from the team that's been the most dominant over the past two, three years to then a team that has really, really been struggling since it joined Formula One. But I think his leadership, him being a team principal for Haas, would be so, so beneficial to that team I think he would be able to at least try and make them a little bit more competitive. And I'm not saying launch them to the top of the field, right? But where we are seeing sort of Alpha Terry and Williams now in that midfield and like getting quicker slowly, we could see them there. Christian just comes with a wealth of experience from so many years in Formula One, from working with so many different drivers, from being in championship battles, from having cars that have struggled to win championships and struggled to get on the podium years where they haven't been able to battle for championships. He comes with so much knowledge and experience. I think Haas would really, really benefit from. So not just the chaos for Haas, but also would be a lot of positives and benefits coming out of Christian Horner being there, I think. So that is my ideal 2024 Formula One grid. But if I'm talking super, super ideal, like really perfect, yes, there'd be new drivers coming in and some drivers leaving. However, 
I need to make this somewhat easy on me because there are so many drivers we could have coming in and it makes it a little bit more difficult. So ideal in terms of the drivers that we have on the grid. Like I said, I think some of these changes could genuinely happen. I mean, any of them could. You never know with Formula One, right? Some of them I know are really, really out there, but I do want to know what you guys think. I do want to know whether you agree with me or not and what changes you would make if you don't completely agree with me, which is completely, completely fine. Find me on social media. I'm at stewards underscore office on X, on threads, on Instagram, on TikTok. It's the same handle everywhere. So find me, send me a message, at me, reply. Just let me know what you guys think of my grid and what your ideal 2024 grid would be. I would be so, so interested. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. And make sure you give this podcast a five-star rating if you've enjoyed it. It really, really does mean the world to me. And I will see you guys the next time you're summoned to the stewards office.